you know that you're looking through God's glasses because you're seeing His work? Dr. Tony Evans talks about seeing with new eyes. The beautiful thing about spiritual eyeglasses is that you can see deeper because you're seeing the heart of the matter. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. Real wisdom doesn't come easy but it can change the way we understand and experience everything around us. Today, Dr. Evans talks about seeing the world through new eyes, the kind of vision only God can give us. Let's join him. All of us have been in circumstances where what we thought was happening really wasn't happening the way we thought it was happening when we looked at it. The beautiful thing about spiritual eyeglasses is that you can see deeper because you're seeing the heart of the matter. Open my eyes that we might see every time you are confronted with something, you whisper a prayer to God, help me to see the reality, not just what I'm looking at. Open up my heart so that I can grasp it. What my eyes are seeing, give me, give me the backstory. Give me the real deal about what I'm looking at so that I can apprehend it, grab it, grasp it. He says, I want you to see in verse 18, what is the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance of the saints. He says, I want you to see what you already possess as part of the family of God. There are certain rights and privileges, if you are a Christian, that God has provided for you as part of his family He calls it the hope of his calling. He calls it the riches in verse 18 of his inheritance. You have, I have, we have inherited some benefits that accrued to us that you may not automatically know about or be utilizing. The great newspaper magnate Randolph Hearst in California was known as a collector of paintings. He would collect expensive paintings. There was a particular painting that he wanted that he was unable to find. He sent one of his employees to look worldwide for this particular unique, one-of-a-kind portrait. And so his employee went far and wide looking Forward. He came back to Mr. Hurst and said, we have looked everywhere and we can't find it. We are so sorry. One day while rummaging through Hurst's basement, they came across something that had been covered up from an extensive point of time. And when they unveiled it, it was the painting he had been searching the world for. In other words, What he was looking for, he already had. He just didn't know it. Did you know some of the things you're looking for, you already have? You just may not know it. Paul says, I pray that you will apprehend God's purposes and God's wealth. Talk about that in a moment. That he has provided, that he has bequeathed to every believer because it belongs to the saints. 
If you are a believer in Christ, God wants you and me to see our purpose. He wants us to see his direction. He wants us to understand what he's doing as he unveils it. When I fly American Airlines, because of course being in Dallas, that's the hub and it's convenient to get anywhere from Dallas and given over the years, all the miles I've flown, I have certain perks and benefits that accrue to me because of my status that I've accumulated over the years. Well, I'm really only interested in a couple of things. I'm interested in being able to bump up because I work on a plane and I've got books everywhere and it's more convenient, more comfortable. Don't do it for the food. It's merely for the convenience of bumping up, get to go on early, get to come off early. I'm only interested in, in a couple of things. Until I discovered in a book that they sent me, there were additional rights and privileges that because of my status, I was not aware of. Not because I didn't have them, I didn't know about them. But the reason I didn't know about them was my fault. Not American Airlines' fault. They gave me a book. And in the book, it told me what's mine. But I wasn't interested in the book. I was interested in the perks. See, a lot of folk follow Jesus for the perks. They want the big stuff. But they may miss out on many of the key things that are life-altering things. It may not look like much now. It's true also with my car. I, I'm interested in just a, one, I want it to run. Okay? So if it were, I, I want it to be, I want it to be comfortable. And so I'm, I'm not interested in a whole bunch of stuff. But I discovered all included not an add-on, it was built into the vehicle. There are lights I didn't know about. Have a car for three years and there are buttons I've never pushed. That would make it so much easier to be comfortable, to get where I want to go. The mirrors did stuff I didn't know the mirrors did. It has a camera on it. You know how many people I've almost backed into <laughs> purely looking at my rearview mirror? I still don't know how to use the lines that show you where you are when you're pulling into a parking space because that was never my interest until I get ready to hit somebody or something. In other words, it's all built in, but if I don't know it and don't know how to draw it, I can be ignorant of it even though I possess it. He says, I pray that your eyes might be enlightened, that you might understand all that God has provided as part of your relationship, your inheritance, your salvation. I love the word he uses here because he uses the word in verse 18, the riches. 
the riches. Now, when folk hear riches, when y'all heard riches, the first place you go is money, 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 you know. What a tragedy to have money in your pocket and poverty in your life. His concern here is not first about money, not because that's something wrong with having money. There's plenty in the Bible about that. This word riches is used over and over again. Let me show you what I mean. In chapter 1, verse 7, in him we have redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of trespasses according to the riches of his grace. So first of all, you are rich in grace. You know what grace does? Grace does for you what you can't do for yourself. And guess what he says? You got some riches in grace. Notice what he says in verse 8, which he lavished on us. The word lavish is the same concept of riches. In other words, he got so much grace you can't get to it. In chapter 2, verse 7, let me show you how much grace you've got. So that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Let me tell you how much grace is there. It'll take eternity to run out of it. Let me put it this way. You ain't seen nothing yet. But you don't have to wait till eternity because he says it's bequeathed now. He says in chapter 3, verse 8, to me, the very least of the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ. He says again in verse 16 of chapter 3, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. Oh, he wants to make you rich, all right. But God doesn't promise to make everybody a financial millionaire, but he does promise that you are a spiritual millionaire. And when you run into life with stuff money can't buy and money can't fix and stuff can't resolve, you better have something in your spiritual bank account. But if you don't know it, <laughs> And therefore, you don't utilize it. It's not God's fault. It's our fault for not knowing it, learning it, and accessing it. Dr. Evans will dig deeper into the concept of new eyes when he returns in just a moment. First, though, I'd like to tell you about a special package we put together as our way of saying thank you when you make a donation to keep this ministry going. It starts with our current seven-message audio collection, Developing Kingdom Vision, and includes a copy of one of Tony's newest books that goes hand-in-hand with today's message. It's called Kingdom Focus. Together, these resources expand what we've been learning about the importance of adopting a kingdom-centered perspective, one that will not only give a source of strength to overcome challenges, but also an enduring framework to live a meaningful life with purpose and lasting significance. You can make the arrangements to get this special package by visiting TonyEvans.org. Or, if it's more convenient, call our 24-hour resource request line 
at 1-800-800-3222 and let one of our friendly team members help you. That's TonyEvans.org or by phone at 1-800-800-3222. I'll repeat that contact information for you after the second part of today's message. Here's Dr. Evans. So he goes deeper with this concept of new eyes. He wants us to look at things differently and more deeply. Verse 19 says, And what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe these are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. Far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, every name that is named, not only in this age, but in the one to come. He wants to now tell you about what these new bifocals, glasses, spiritual perspectives do. They are power lenses. How do you know that you're looking through God's glasses? Because you're seeing his work, his power, his activity, his energy, his engagement, his involvement. If all you wear are earth glasses, you'll only see earth results. What kingdom glasses do is it gives you the ability to see God at work at another level in your circumstances. All authority has been given to Jesus Christ and he administers. That's why we end our prayer in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. That is, I want this prayer answered by virtue of his administrative responsibility which is why you never apologize for Jesus Christ. But you don't hide it either because God is going to administer through Jesus Christ. That's why he says, if you deny me, I'll deny you before my father. Because if you will not recognize his administrative position, then it affects the flow of his power and the flow of his power, watch this, determines what you see. So you will not see what he's up to. You will not understand, see, understand, perceive what he's doing if you skip him in the process. And that's why he says, I pray that you will recognize him. He says, which he brought about, verse 20 in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority. This is so rich. The natural order of things were overridden. In other words, if somebody rises from the dead who's died, that means the natural order has been skipped over. It's been trumped by resurrection. Here's why you need to have spiritual eyes so you're not limited to earth's conclusion. See, when a person dies, that's earth's conclusion. That's the conclusion of the physical life. So you're limited to earth's conclusion. But he says, if you get new eyes, then you can see beyond what earth has concluded. And that's why there's nothing like a testimony 
When a person said, this is what everybody else said, but let me tell you what God did. He trumped earth. I don't know how many people have ever seen God trump a boss. God trump a situation, trump a sickness, trump a scenario. I got a call from one of our members today, one of our dear long-term members. And she called on the phone shouting because she she saw something in her heart, not with her physical eyes, but she saw something in her heart that told her to go to the doctor. No symptoms, but she saw something. Her heart revealed something. She said, you know, let me just go. She went and got an x-ray. The x-ray showed she had cancer and she had an infection. They brought in the surgery right away. They removed it and the doctor said, if you hadn't come here now, the cancer was contained, we got out the infection and you got here just in the nick of time. She saw something that she couldn't see. She couldn't see inside. But because of her relationship with Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit could tell her something that she needed to respond to. That's spiritual sight. Now, when it comes time for God to take you home, can't do anything about that. Or if God is doing something in your life that he wants to work out, okay, he won't show it to you then. But the point is, you want to have enough glasses on to see it when he's ready to show it. In other words, the reason you want spiritual glasses is so that you can trump the natural order. The natural processes when it's God's will. But if you don't know that's what he wants to do, then you'll just react to the earthly situations that you find yourself in. He says, according to the power of his might, when he raised him from the dead and he set him at the right hand. Right now, Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. He's seated from the chair. This chair is on the right hand side of the Father. The right-hand side of the Father is his power location. So when the Bible talks about God's right hand, that's his power hand. Jesus is seated on the right-hand side. That's his power location. That's why Jesus Christ is the administrator. Okay? Hebrews chapter 1 puts it this way. Verse 2. In these last days has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. He made the world through his administrator, Jesus Christ. So God made the world, but he did it through his administrator, Jesus Christ. That's because Jesus Christ, of course, is God. And he is the radiance of his glory. Jesus is the radiance of the Father's glory and the exact representation of his nature. All that makes God, God makes Jesus, Jesus. And upholds all things by the word of his power. God upholds all things through the word of Jesus' power. When he had purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. When the president sits in the Oval Office, he sits 
in a place on Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C., and he makes executive orders or he proposes laws that don't just affect the Oval Office, don't just affect the White House, don't just affect Washington, D.C., don't even just affect America, but it can affect and affect international relations. In other words, from that chair comes a lot of authority. From that chair comes a lot of power. From that chair comes denial or authorization. Let me tell you what comes through that chair. Here's what you need to know. Veto power. Notice what he says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20, far above all rule, authority, and power, and dominion in every name that is named. Let me explain something. Jesus has veto power, which means the doctor's word is not the last word. The banker's word is not the last word. The teacher's word is not the last word. The boss's word is not the last word. The circumstances are not the last word. They're a word, but they're earth's word. You are connected with somebody who has veto power. He can overrule. Why? Because he sits on the right-hand side of the Father, and I love this, far above all rule and authority. If you want to connect with the Lord's veto power, you need to first establish a relationship with Him. Here's Dr. Evans to tell you how. Some may be thinking or feeling that you've gone too far. You've sinned too greatly. You've been gone too long for God to ever save you. Do you know you are the perfect candidate for salvation? Because He died for sinners. And He is so great in his perfection, he can go beneath your deepest sin. He can lift you out of your greatest regret. It's called being born again. You get to start life all over again spiritually. So no matter how badly you've sinned, how long you've sinned, how deeply you've sinned, how many people you've sinned against, God offers you forgiveness and he offers it to you for free. So right now, why don't you pray after me? If you're on the road, you can pray as you drive. If you're sitting at home, you can pray as you sit. Whatever you're doing, you can pray this prayer as long as you attach faith to it. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. Lord Jesus, I know I need a Savior. I recognize I've sinned too greatly, and I can't save myself. But I receive the offer you make to me to become my Savior. I place my eternal trust in Jesus Christ, in you alone, for you to forgive me and for you to grant me a brand new eternal life. I embrace it and receive it now. I place my faith in Jesus Christ alone for my personal salvation. Thank you for saving me. If you prayed that prayer for the first time today, we invite you to visit Dr. Evans' website, TonyEvans.org, and follow the link at the very top of the page that says Jesus. You'll find plenty of information and resources there to help get your new life in Christ headed in the right direction. And TonyEvans.org is where you can also find the details on that special offer I mentioned earlier. His seven-lesson collection, Developing Kingdom Vision, along with his recently released companion book, Kingdom Focus, Rethinking Today in Light of Eternity. 
Find out how to receive this powerful packet of resources as our gift when you visit TonyEvans.org or call 1-800-800-3222, where one of our helpful team members is ready to assist with your request. Again, that's TonyEvans.org or by phone any time of the day or night at 1-800-800-3222. The same level of thinking that got us into whatever trouble we may be facing won't get us out of it. We need something more. Tomorrow, Dr. Evans will talk about how we can acquire that something more. Be sure to join him. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you. 